Welcome to Peers Like Me, a podcast hosted by Western New York Independent Living. Today, our guest is Annie O'Neill, a program assistant at Mental Health Peer Connection and a minister in training who is studying at Erie Community College to become a certified life and recovery coach. Our host is Maura Kelly, the voice of the individuals WNYIL serves. Hello, welcome to Peers Like Me podcast. I'm Maura Kelly. I'm Western New York Behavioral Health Peer Liaison, and I'm your host today. Peers Like Me is a regularly updated podcast developed by people who have been severely and personally impacted by mental health issues. For many people in this situation, seeking to be understood and having hope for recovery is often elusive. Peers Like Me podcast aims to address these barriers by educating listeners on all the different ways people can seek help understanding and hope through interviewing our guests about their journey of recovery, their community leadership, and successful lives despite their own issues related to mental health. Peers Like Me podcasts also envisions increased understanding by our community, neighbors, and coworkers to have each one of us truly be included in our community and hope for recovery and living very fulfilling lives. And good day to everyone. Uh, we are Welcome. We have a special guest today, Annie O'Neill, uh, to talk about healing alternatives uh, and healthy healing. So, Annie, welcome to Peers Like Me uh, podcast. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. So, so, Annie, who's Annie O'Neill? Tell me, uh, tell me about Annie. So, I know I met you at really met you at the Americans with Disability Act event this summer, uh, and I was very uh, enlightened and empowered and enamored with, with all your healing skills. And I thought, everyone's got to know about this. People should know about this because the traditional ways of mental health treatment are just traditional, and there's a lot of different other ways to do that. So, Annie, welcome. So, Thank you. Um, so, I am the Mental Health Peer Connection Program Assistant. I've been here for a year and a half. Um, not only that, I am a minister in training. Right. I am a student at ECC to become a certified life and recovery coach. I'll be finishing this well next month. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, I am. I'm a Renaissance woman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I I'm into everything. Yeah. It seems like. <laughs> You're just willing to try anything and like whatever, whatever makes you feel good. Like just like the door is open. It seems like. Yeah. So. If it interests me, I want to learn it. Right. That's cool. So, all right. So, how did you get into the mental health world arena, or uh, what's your little story or your big story? Um, well, um, I went through a lot of trauma in my childhood, and. Um, I didn't, talking to people in my culture could always backfire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you told a teacher about, if a teacher saw you with marks, they would call your parent, and then the parent, you'll be in trouble like you told. It was just a lot. So I needed to find a way to to cope right. uh, where I wouldn't get in trouble. And I was always an avid reader. I always loved poetry, Nikki Giovanni, Maya Angelou. Yeah. Um, Any Mary Oliver? 
No, you haven't heard of her? No, I okay. haven't. Um, and there was a few other poets. I've read poetry throughout my life. Some of them I didn't remember the author's names. So but, the, the Cage and the Bird with Mayo Angelo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or the Bird I the know cage. why the Caged Bird sings. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, those women, um, poets, period, I looked up to. Because with poetry, you never had nobody to tell you you're wrong or it's written wrong. You know, it's not for everybody to understand. It's for you. Yes. So what I found, I went I went to my first poetry reading, or, and um, so I wrote a poem, and, so, and then people got up and shared their poetry. And then I shared mine, and I realized that no one really understood mine except me. And it was so cool to just express myself. And then listening to other people, I didn't understand what they were saying or what they meant, but it was so important to them. So it was so accepting. It was just a huge discovery about the world I didn't know about. So is that what you saw? or that? In a way, those are your feelings. Yeah. Can't nobody tell you how to feel. Right. And accepting them. And can't nobody tell you you're wrong about how you feel. So that's the beauty of poetry. It's never wrong. It's never right. Unless your poetry is offending someone and attacking them personally, it doesn't hurt. It's self-expression is used in music today. You know, it's used in commercials. You know, everywhere you look, there is some form of poetry. So you mentioned the word self-expression. So what happens when you, like, there's many ways you express yourself. So as a result of expressing yourself or reading the poetry, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. It makes me feel hurt. In which most trauma survivors don't feel that. So 70% of people with mental health issues are trauma survivors. So how did you address, how did you know, connect mental wellness with alternative healing? Like, did you go to a, Mental health provider, did you go to counseling? Did you see a psychiatrist? Did you get evaluated? Um, throughout my life, um, I have been in counseling. I've been institutionalized mm-hmm. twice yeah. that I can remember. Right. Because, um, you know, a lot of times they put you on medications and your memory is just shot. Right. And you don't have control of your emotions and your feelings. Um, and every doctor I went to see wanted to put me on medication. Right. It's, and it's funny People just think, oh, take a pill. A pill is not the cure. Right. right. <laughs> you know, you have to get to the root of the issue. Right. And you have to start the healing process somewhere. Um, for myself, the medication, I wanted to feel my emotions. Mm-hmm. I am an empath, and I'm also an introvert. Yeah. So I'm a very emotional person. Um, and because I'm an empath and an introvert, I'm, you know, going out into the world doing certain things that other people do just... I always felt out of place. Yeah. And I liked being alone for the most part, you know. Uh, And so I found things to release out of my outlet. My first form of physical art was drawing horses. Wow. Growing up in New York City. I don't know if you've been in New York City in the 80s. We had horses everywhere walking down the street. I was so horsey. You don't know, but... They had little bags in their rear end, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they were very hot, and there's a lot of humane society uh, concern for the horses. Yeah. So, yeah. But, and outside the city, there were lots of farms and 
Um, the first time I ever rode a horse was upstate, was a place called Rainbow Stables. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just loved it. I felt free. The last time I rode horses was in Costa Rica. Wow. That was beautiful. That's a beautiful place. Um, but uh, So you felt good riding a horse versus taking medication to not feel? Correct. Yeah. Um, so drawing horses was my, my first go-to. Um, and as I got older, I just started delving deeper into the arts. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I still love Bob Ross. Yeah, I can't yeah. paint as good as he right, does. Yeah, so. um, but there's so many forms of art. Um, when I became uh, pregnant with my daughter, I learned how to crochet. Wow. So, you know, I was able to, now that I'm a grandmother, I'm able to crochet my grandchildren blankets. Um, I'm about to expand that to learn how to do socks. I want to crochet yeah, socks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Crochet <laughs> sh- socks. I think you need good shoes to wear well, these are more of Maybe. like booties for the yeah, house. Cool. Yeah. So, so I know for me, sometimes I'll say depressed or sad. It's like, oh, I can't get up, or I want to hide, or put the blanket over my head. So, how do I get from there to drawing a horse, or writing a poem, or um, doing crochet? How do people get to that? How do you get to there? How do you get? Do you ever feel sad or like? Current? Of course. Yeah. Of course, I felt sad today, and and what what was helping me control my emotions was for me to be able to write a poem in my head. Yeah, that's pretty you know I get the I, I want to take you want to get your focus off the issue um, because it comes a point in our lives where we realize things in life don't go our way. Right, you know, but. Me being a woman of faith, I know that God has greater for me because of all the good that I put out into the world. It always returns to you. It always. This morning I was so tired getting up out of the bed, but I have things to do. I have people depending on me today. And once I get those things done, then I can go in my office and I can create. If I'm frustrated, I could take it out on my pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. there's this, for myself, I have so many things that I can do. I have three cricket machines. I have tons of paint. I have yarn. Um, you know, I, I surround myself with things that I love. The things that will, will keep me occupied where I don't have to feel depressed or I don't have to feel sad. So you keep on moving. You, you got to keep moving yeah. forward because once you try to stop, the world does not stop right. because you stop. It's going to keep revolving right. around you. And it's going to keep moving forward and you'll be left behind. Right. You know, you have to say, okay, why am I sad? Right. Is this a reason to be sad? Yeah. You know, uh, it's plenty. I spent and there the, might be really good reasons that, to be sad, right? Yeah. It's like, of course you're sad. Yeah. Right? I mean, for myself, for a child, um, I'm not ashamed of my, my coming into this world. But, you know, um how I came into this world was not the easiest, and I was sick all my life. Mm-hmm. I was my mom's sick child. Mm-hmm. Um, and like being sick, anybody who has physical disabilities or health problems. Oh, okay, so so you're growing up, and you were your mom's disabled child or yes. sick child. Yes, and, um, you know, with your health problems, it becomes very depressing. Yeah. You know, um, and you get very sad. 
Okay, so here we go again. All right. So you're ready having being sick, that's depressing, that's sad. Right. Um, so being depressed, I really needed something to hold on to, to give me hope. Uh, I used to cut myself. I tried to commit suicide. So many traumatic things um, that the art world was the only place you wouldn't be judged mm -hmm. or people wouldn't try to co uh, cover up your wounds. Mm -hmm. Don't don't just throw a blanket over my wounds. It's an art or a way to express yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a way where you can start healing. Yeah. You bring out, bring forth those feelings that you internalize and you put it on paper or you, you speak it out loud. Um, even when the healing arts, you could dance, you know, yeah. it don't have to be, you know, a dance that everybody knows it, right. you know, it's your dance. It's your expression, you know, and people can't take that from you. Uh, I remember going into CPAP mm -hmm. and, and I had my poetry book and I, I journal a lot too. Yeah. And they don't let you have those things. Right. And that and that killed me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Right. You know. Um, and that's why it's just it was just very so important for me to I felt like I was put on this earth for a reason and I wanted to live. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to stay stuck. I watched how other people go downhill with their mental health. And I didn't want to be like that. Right. So I know people like I, I know for me, I'll show my work whatever is poetry or in it doesn't matter if it's good or not in my opinion what matters is the process and I don't care what it, the end result was. and people will say oh that's nice but it doesn't really matter like I'm not doing it like the end product is more mental and emotional versus like uh, showing uh, like a, a product at the end is that what you like, does it matter? Like, a lot of people say, oh, I'm a terrible drawer. I'm a terrible, you know, whatever. But does that matter for you, Annie? No, people's opinions don't matter because they don't know what I was going through um, at the time. But during that piece or that process of what I'm working on, I'm growing through the process. Right. So it, it, the process is more important than the product. Correct. Yeah. So at the 88-day... You're mentioning all the different arts you're, you've been involved with. Can you just shoot out some of those, uh, like, you were, like, dancing, music, all the cutting and the shirts, and like, just, uh, like. I paint. Um, I cut vinyl. Um, I I design. So uh, painting, what kind of uh, like watercolors, acrylics? Acrylics. Yeah, I love acrylics. So when it comes down to uh, water painting, I kind of like the paint by numbers. Oh yeah, I love all these cell the paint yeah. by numbers. Yeah. Um, I uh, I even do diamond paintings. I love diamond paintings. What are diamond paintings? Diamond paintings are these paintings. They're not really painting. You have these little tiny gems, and you have a tool that you stick in wax, and you stick the gem on it, and wow. you put these little dots, and they create a beautiful portrait. Wow. Um, and I found a place to get them cheaper because the Galleria Mall was charging right. like $30 for them, but you can get them online for like 2 3 $4. Right. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so all this. Yeah, so um, diming paintings. Um, I make candles. Um, I also personalize them with the vinyl that I create. Um, this year, I'm delving into making soaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I've uh, made uh, holistic body products, which to me is a form of art. Yeah. Um, and I also do hair. It's just for my yeah, art. Right. I went to college and high school for culinary arts, so I love oh, cooking. Wow. And cooking is a form of art right. as well. Uh, I love meditation because mm-hmm. for myself as a woman of God, meditation is God speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Prayer is me talking to him. Meditation is him speaking to me. Um, I love yoga. Um, so it's just amazing. <laughs> like, oh. How do you how so one, how do you just get started? How do you how do you just like just go to Michael's and pick an aisle? You know, pick a you know, just, you know Not necessarily. How do you just say, okay, just try whatever, just No. Uh you can always do your research on what piques your interest. Um, for those I know a lot of people are on fixed income. Mm-hmm. Dollar Tree has tons. They have paints. Really? They have pieces of wood. They actually have these things where uh, you got the ropes and you have the wood. And yeah. they're not paying it. You could paint the wood and you could put flowers or knickknacks on top of them and they swing. Dollar Tree has a lot of products you can use. YouTube has a lot of videos on how you could create things. So if I was going to YouTube, what would I like craft and what would I uh, Google or search? Dollar for? Tree DIYs. Okay, so <laughs> so you could just look and say, oh, that interests me. Oh, that like you just choose a potpourri of choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for the most inexpensive, um, Michael's often has sales where they have grab bags right. and clean. I'm a clearance shopper, yeah. so <laughs> use coupons. Um, being an artist should not uh, be expensive. Right. It should not be expensive. You can get a notebook, yeah, craft right. paper, a dollar. Walmart, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. You just start anywhere. Yeah. Money. And access is not an issue. Correct. Right. Um, yeah. There's even forms of art that you where you don't even need money. Right. Um, and you don't really even need space. You could go. You could go stay in your house or go outside on a bench or like it's very like it's not like you're stuck in an office or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with so many people have cell phones, taking pictures of it's a form. Of, I love taking pictures. Right. You know, it's a form of art. Um, you don't need money to practice the arts. You don't need money to heal. Um, and you're saying you don't need to take that medication because you found other tools. Not that you're not correct. doing anything. You are correct. Yeah. And it's not to say that I'm against medication right. because there's times where things get so rough that I feel I do need to be on something temporarily. Yeah. But one thing I do teach people is you are your own healthcare advocate, and it's important to advocate for yourself. Only you know right. when you need medication. The doctor don't right. know you. They only know of what you tell them. Right. So that might help where a peer might be a fellow person mm-hmm. like that is with you to say, hey, you know, I try this. It's just what you're doing here with me. You're, you're giving me ideas of how to be how to deal with emotions and stuff. So peer-to-peer is very important. Very, very important. You know, I don't discredit the the clinical aspect of our mental health, but that peer aspect 
is very, very important because oftentimes we feel alone. Right. You know, and or we feel like we are unable to speak, but when you open your mouth and share your story, it might help someone else in their journey. That's wonderful, Ed. Uh, if anyone have any questions or want to reach out to you, how's the best way to get a hold of you, Annie? Um, they could uh, email me at uh, my business email. It's uh, pouredinto at gmail.com. P-O-U-R-D, the letter N, and the number two at gmail.com. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Annie. You made my day. I'm gonna. It's it's in early in the day, and I'm gonna um, do some of those suggestions. Maybe start a poem, uh, and uh, have a wonderful day. Um, you've been listening the, to the Peers Like Me podcast. I'm your host, Maura Kelly. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Continuing with Annie O'Neill, she just told me some very important information. So, Annie, what about the healing arts list you have? Well. Forms of healing art would be music, art, dance, movement, poetry, writing, drama therapies, for an example, improv. Drawing, sculpting, painting can stimulate the hippocampus. It expands the number of connections in one's brain and even helps expand one's vocabulary. It's uh, Studies have shown that people with Alzheimer's and dementia do better when they have a art therapy in their life. Right. So you're... You're, you're citing some kind of research, right, right now? Yes. Yes, okay. So this isn't just your opinion. This is, like, factual. Correct. Right. And where could people get resources in the Buffalo area? Well, we have Oshai Children's Hospital, who has a healing art program. We also have the Healing Arts um, Program at 524 Rhode Island. We have Create, uh, Create Space Buffalo at 296 Bryant. Um, they have full uh, full series, four weeks for $120, but they do do free consultations. And then my favorite one is Buffalo Healing Therapies with Roseanne. And her number is 716-563-6230. Hey, Annie, do you think if you call the information, the, the catch-all, the 211, they would have all those healing arts organizations listed as a resource under healing arts? I'm unsure, but that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to look into it. Okay, all right. So if you want more information or detail, just if you're in the Buffalo area, just call 211 and see what happens and, and uh, get back to me if you have any questions. And you can reach me at Maura Kelly at M-K-E-L-L-E-Y at W-N-Y-I-L.org. Again, we are with Annie O'Neill on this beautiful day. Thank you very much. Uh, you've been listening to Peers Like Me podcast. I'm your host, Maura Kelly. You've been listening to Peers Like Me, a podcast that explores issues related to behavioral health, sponsored by Western New York Independent Living, Inc., with the assistance of the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Today, our guest has been Annie O'Neill, a program assistant at Mental Health Peer Connection and a minister in training who is studying at Erie County Community College to become a certified life and recovery coach. Our host has been Maura Kelly.